Wait a minute, I hear something. What's happening, everybody? Welcome, welcome to Dr. Movie. That's right. The uh, the show that brings you the best. I mean, the best. The best movies in the world. Just not right now. <laughs> um, if you're uh, kind of new to this show, thanks for jumping on. Uh, if you don't know what this is all about, I, I'm, I do this show while driving my car. So Dr. Movie's mini reviews. I try not to go too long on these. And uh, congratulations. So if you are a nubile or if you are brand spanking new and you're like a virgin and being touched for the very first time, um, congratulations. I need you to reach into your wallet and pull out that membership card so I can punch another star in it, uh, which is your official member of the Stupid Movie Club, which is, you know, something we've been doing here for the past three or four episodes. And, uh, you know, when, when you get 10 stars, you get the 11th star for free. Just thought I'd let you know that. Uh, so there's, there's benefits to being a fan of this show. Uh, talking about a benefit and talking about stupid movies, today is one of those that... Uh, that I've seen, I don't know how many times. Um, we are talking about, from 1981, Caveman. And I wanna apologize ahead of time because I'm in some serious traffic right now. So you may hear a lot of stop and go. You may hear me get quiet for a minute or two, like when a semi is trying to run me over or something like that, or some moron is pulling out of McDonald's after they got their spicy chicken pulling out in front of me, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about Caveman. 1981, comedy fantasy. <laughs> Is it really a fantasy? I guess maybe if you're a Barbara Bach fan, maybe it's a fantasy. I don't know. Uh, I've never had any fantasies where this is kind of what I thought of. But anywho, even though I do love some stop motion dinosaurs, just not in my fantasy. Um, this is an odd one. Uh, directed by Carl Gottlieb. If you know who Carl Gottlieb is, uh, Carl Gottlieb. Uh, pretty much the screenwriter of the first three Jaws movies. That's right. He wrote the infamous uh, USS Indianapolis uh, speech that... Uh, that Quint goes through in the boat, right? I mean, so this guy's got street cred to a certain degree, uh, involved in a lot of different things, but for the most part, that's what he's known for is writing the screenplays. And this is uh, the movie he directed. <laughs> um, let's see what we got here and try not to hit this truck. Um... Let's see if we got a synopsis here. It's a little long, and I got lots of traffic. It's gonna make me nervous. Don't do this, folks. I'm doing this for, for your satisfaction, not mine. 
Uh, hold on, I'm about to get to where I can read this thing. Up, oh, another semi pulled out in front of me. Here we go. Here we go. A took uh, is the name of the our main character. Is the leader of a small band of misfit cavemen who are a part of a larger community uh, headed by a strong man, Tonda. And uh, Atukin is, is madly in love with Tonda's woman, Lana. He even ignores the advances, sorry, trying to read this, of the lovely Tala and sets his mind to finding some way of, of wooing Lana. And during Atuk's uh, quest for romance, he and his cohorts fend off dinosaurs, indulging in hallucinogens, <laughs> and invent cooking, music, and medicine. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is one for the books, folks. Uh, do we have a, let's see, Why to Watch? You know, my favorite part of the show. Why to Watch? Well, it's madcap, wild, and playful. You know, well, finally we get a, a three-word one that doesn't have anything we've kind of seen before, so that's kind of cool. Somebody else says, it's all fun, super cheesy, and hilarious slapstick comedy. The music will stick in your head until the end of time. Absolutely. That and it, it's amazing. I probably haven't seen this, gosh, since I was 12, 13. And there's no real dialogue, right? Because it's they're, they're cavemen. So, but they have, it's, it's a, I tell you what, there's something brilliant about this movie. I'm getting way ahead of myself here. But there's a limit of words here that are used. But through it all, you understand everything that's going on. Even though there's really no dialogue. And they've got these keywords they used for certain things. And it's amazing that watching this, I, I, I knew the words before they even got to it. You know, because I've just, I've just seen it too many times, I guess. Uh, but yeah, and the theme song, it does. It stays with you. Let's see, uh, it says, this movie is nicely whimsical and elaborate in a way that no fantasy film this side of outer space has lately been. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit of a stretch. So, what's all the hoopla with this? Well, if you haven't seen it, it's kind of a shocking list of stars in this movie in our cast. Uh, we kick off with uh, the one and only Ringo Starr. Which, if you're going to have Ringo Starr in your movie, you know, it works out pretty good that he doesn't have to talk. Just say it. Uh, <laughs> shame on me. I love Ringo. And I, I'm, he sells this movie. He's great in this movie. We got a very young Dennis Quaid in this. Um, possibly the first thing I remember seeing him in, uh, which kind of makes sense how he leads into Jaws 3 just a little bit later on because he's getting in with Goblet here, Goblet, and uh, moving on. Uh, we got Barbara Bach, which is Ringo Starr's wife of the time, who is, you know, at her peak at this point. We got Shelley Long, and this may be the first thing I've ever seen Shelley Long in. Um, she plays... Tala. So Tala has a thing for Atuk. Atuk is Ringo Starr. But Atuk has a thing for Lana, which is Barbara Brock. 
and then Dennis Quaid's name is Lar. And then you got Tunda, which is uh, John Matuzak. Hold on here, I'm having, I'm having tif technical difficulties here. There we go. So yeah, uh, John Matuzak. Uh, what can you say? Professional football player. Uh, always plays just kind of a big, you know, doofus kind of guy. We got Jack Guilford in this, who's hilarious, as Gog, who is uh, Lana's, not Lana's, uh, Tala's father, who's blind. But you got a caveman walking around, and he's blind, and he already has a cane, right? <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's got these things in it that are just quite hilarious. We got Avery Shriver in this uh, from the Doritos commercials, from Silent Scream, which I did on this show. We got uh, Cork Hubert in this, or Hubbard. Uh, Corky was in uh, Somewhere Under the Rainbow. Uh, he was in Legend. Uh, Richard Mull is in this as the Abominable Snowman, which is one of my favorite parts of the movie. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, we do have some stop-motion dinosaurs in this by a guy that's, uh, that ended up working with uh, Harryhausen together on uh, Clash of Titans. As a matter of fact, the guy, I can't pull up his name right now because I'm driving, but he did, uh, he, his job in Clash of Titans was, was the animate Pegasus. So uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty, and I tell you what, the dinosaurs in this, even though they're comical looking, they're really good. Uh, the stop motion is fantastic. So the best way to describe this movie as we're getting into it, and I didn't even do a, a rating on it. Uh, I think it got like a four point. It got a 5.8 out of 10. I can't believe that because this is one of those that's, you know, not considered a great movie. Um, the best way to put this movie is Ringo Starr, a took, is basically uh, Forrest Gump, caveman Forrest Gump, right? Because he accidentally stumbles upon these things that become life-changing, such as fire, such as uh, he, he, him and uh, Dennis Quaid's character runs into each other and it straightens up their backs so they're not hunched over walking, you know, ape-like, they start standing up, you know, human, erectus. Uh, you know, you get uh, the accidental discovery of fire, the accidental discovery of music. Oh, you know what? I forgot to say that Evan C. Kim is in this. Evan C. Kim, which will probably be in a movie that I'm going to do pretty soon because I just absolutely love it. And it's really where all these other movies kind of stem off of. But he plays the Bruce Lee character in the Kentucky Fried movie. Uh, man, I, I can't tell you my love for the Kentucky Fried movie. It's, it's really the, the satire of satires. It's, it's the king. It's where it all really started for the Zucker brothers. Anywho, that's for a different show. Um, this one is just fun and you get you know young Shelley Long who's always attracted to a took but he doesn't give her the time of day uh, 
uh, because he's after Barbara Bach. I mean, there's some scenes where he's actually like, he, he finds out uh, that if you eat these certain berries off this certain tree, they make you real groggy and make you just pass out. And he stuffs them into a fruit and gives them into uh, to Tunda, who shares it also with uh, Lana. And they are both out stone cold on their bed rock. <laughs> the rock bed. And, uh, you know, Ringo Starr proceeds to, uh, you know, try to get her legs situated a certain way so he can uh, proceed. You know. Uh, I guess you could say that Maybe it's not in the history books, but I'm pretty sure that the cavemen were pretty rapey. Uh, so, you know, not a long shot here. It's amazing that as a kid seeing that, I never really paid much attention to it. I didn't think about him just kind of, hey, she's knocked out. He's pulling a Bill Cosby on her. Uh, you know, I think in situations like that, make you go, oh, man, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, but it's still it's still got a lot of comedy in it because Matuzak's laying there as well and he turns over and gets in the way or he farts in Atuk's face and I mean so you get all these kind of goofy things going on while that's happening. Then Atuk finally just gives up and he ends up falling asleep between the two of them and then when uh, <laughs> Tundo wakes up the next morning he wraps his arms around Ringo Starr thinking that it's Barbara Bach and you know it's it's that kind of humor it's slapstick. Um, there's a scene where, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, uh, Shelley Long's dad, uh, Tala's dad, Gog, uh, he's blind, like I said, walking around with a stick, and he runs into a Tyrannosaurus wreck, which all the, all the dinosaurs are called Manchas in this, right? Mancha! So, <laughs> you know, which is monster, but in caveman language, and, uh, you know, so they're creating these words that are, you know, not too far off. And I'm telling you, before too long, within 20 minutes of this movie, you're understanding the language. You know, it's, it's a weird, it's weird how that works out. But uh, when it comes down to it, uh, because of all this, Atuk gets kicked out of the tribe and he ends up accidentally becoming in charge of another tribe and Barbara Bach ends up <laughs> uh, Tunda is using Barbara Bach to go fishing he's basically got her by her ankles and he's shoving her head down the water wanting her to come back up with a fish that's how he fishes and uh, she accidentally floats down the river a took saves her life she's grateful she wants to be a took's woman because he's a protector Shelly Long's character, Lana, doesn't like it. I mean, uh, Tala doesn't like it. She goes back and tells Tunda that, you know, Lana's not dead. So they come in and he gets Lana back, but they also kidnap all the other women and take them back to their tribe. Well, then all of Atuk and all the other guys get together and they start creating weapons. And, one, you know, they end up catching one of the dinosaurs and Atuk is riding the dinosaur and they go and they win the day, right? They beat up the other, the other cavemen, saving all the women. 
and uh, I'm not going to spoil the ending of it, but you know, it this is a fun little movie. Uh, it's stupid, it is, but it's it's actually a lot of fun. It's good to see these characters, these actors at at this age. They're so young. And like I said, it's kind of the first time you see some of these characters uh, before they hit the big time and become somebody. So it's kind of cool to see that. And there's a lot of other characters that you'll see in this that you're going, hey, I know that person. They're in this or they're in that. So um, I don't know. I've, I've always liked this goofy movie. Um, I don't know. I think it's just a lot of fun. Very entertaining. Goes by fast. Um... I think you should check it out. I'm just kind of spinning my wheels here. Uh, the One of the best scenes for sure is when Dennis Quaid ends up falling into a, a, a river or a stream, and it takes him and takes him way off, and they think he's dead, but he, he actually wakes up, and he's in a nearby ice age. <laughs> so, again, just goofy humor. And there he meets an abominable snowman, played by Richard Mull, which... I think it's a great outfit. I think it looks fantastic. Uh, and you get a kind of a foot chase. You get <laughs> you get where Dennis Quaid gets out of the water when he first arrives at this location and he stands up and he's freezing cold and he goes to to pee and he's peeing icicles. I mean, it's, you know, it's just funny, funny stuff like that. Kind of toilet humor, but, but done well enough that you, you give it a pass. But there ends up being a chase between the Abominable Snowman and Lar. And, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's exactly what you expect from a zany, uh, rallying the troops kind of kind of movie, right? It's like Caveman Revenge of the Nerds is <laughs> kind of what it's like. But your leader is Forrest Gump. So, uh, there you go. I, I like this movie. I, I, give it a, I give it a four out of five. And uh, if you like any of these other movies I've been talking about here in this group, uh, this was probably one of the better ones as far as just a, a solid flick. Um, yes, it's goofy. Yes, it's cheesy. But it's, I don't know, it's its own thing. And I think that's what I like about it. All right, folks, that's it for this one. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know if you got recommendations for this show. And uh, I'll try to do them. Uh, there should be a... A pretty good blitz of episodes coming up because I'm going to be on a road trip for my work, which means I got a lot of driving time, which means I get to do a lot of episodes. So sneaking into the Christmas season, uh, we'll see what pops up. Uh, I've got a couple of ideas. We'll see where that leads us. But for right now, we're still doing the, the, the Stupid Movie Club. And uh, who knows, maybe here in a, another couple of weeks, we'll start doing some some seasonal stuff. All right, folks, we will check you later. Dr. Uber.